On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with Tommy McAllister, and man, what a, he has so much passion, so much energy, and it really just comes through in the episode of really feeling that energy of really wanting to help people. And here he is helping others with their fitness journeys and how much your mind and your body and all of these things are tied in together to help you to succeed in all areas of your life. And he drops some incredible nuggets in sharing his story about what can be done to really perform at the highest level to be able to show up consistently and to be able to get results and really feel amazing about doing it. And that's what it's all about. So without further ado, let's dive in. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. We are back for another episode and I'm really looking forward to diving in. I just know, you know, within five minutes of us talking before the call and, and even the conversations we had before, um, that this is just going to be a really great call as we dive into your story. So Tommy, welcome. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. Like, like, like you said, man, we had a great little just pre, you know, few minutes to talk and then just in Foxer and things like that, we could just already tell, Hey, like, feels like we've known each other for a while and we've only talked to each other, you know, for a few minutes. It's a beautiful thing. And the same thing happened with Ben. So the fact you're friends with Ben, it just, uh, it makes a lot of, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. So real quick, tell us a little bit about, uh, who you are, what you do and who you serve. Yeah. So like you said, my name is Tommy McAllister. Um, I'm 40 years old. I live in Henderson, uh, Nevada, just outside of Las Vegas. And so me and my wife, we, we are in business together. She is a coach as well. So we run a, a fitness, nutrition, and life performance business. Um, we help people, you know, pretty much with any type of goal that they may have in life, whether that's weight loss, whether that's like body recomposition, putting on muscle. Um, I work, do work with some athletes. And then it's also sometimes people come to us just because they need just that life coaching, whether that's because they're low in their, their spiritual life, or maybe that's their relationships are struggling, or they're looking to maybe uh, up their business and all those type of things. So we really work with a wide variety um, of people. Yeah. And it's so interesting about and we were talking about this a little bit before we jumped on and just how everything is so connected and so, you know, tied together in everything in our life. Like if you want to have a successful business, like your fitness is going to either hinder you or elevate you to other levels. And it's funny because to me, fitness is something that is like repeated so often in, in like as an essential thing for success. Um, and I love talking about this now for you, like, how did you get into this, uh, fitness space? Well, I always, so as a teen, I was never that guy who played, uh, high school sports or anything like that. I was always, I've always been kind. That's why I feel like I'm a good entrepreneur and things like that. I've always kind of been in my own lane. I, so I raced BMX bicycles as a teen and I still do now as an adult. Um, so I've kind of always been like that solo person. I didn't have a team around me or anything like that. And so I always loved competing. But then I kind of have a, a crazy journey between my teens to when I kind of got back into fitness, which was probably around when I was like 27, um, when I really got deep back in, really focused in on my racing and my nutrition and my fitness and all of that. But then that just turned into my love. I ended up loving the journey of growing my body and my mind so much more than I enjoyed the actual competition. And so that became huge for me. So I got more into like the bodybuilding style at the same time, still competing just because I'm, I'm a ridiculously competitive person. Um, and so that just turned, I was that guy who people came to for like, Hey, questions on this. They saw me getting fitter. They saw me living on more of an abundant life. And so I'd always have questions. And I was like, you know, I'm already an entrepreneur. Why not, you know, do this for a living and help other people. And my wife, I, you know, she worked a, a regular job for gosh, she was at the same company for almost 20 years and she would, she saw my journey on fitness, but then she was more on the nutrition side of things because she had a bunch of gut issues and things like that, that were causing her ailments. And so she had to do a ton of trial and error to figure out what worked best for her to make her thrive. And ironically enough, we were just sitting there one night and I was like, why are you not in business 
together with me, you know, because we have amazing relationship. Me and my wife, I always say that we just have this most fantastic relationship. Like, why are we not every day, you know, doing this together? And so she jumped on board. She runs majority of the nutrition side, even though I'm very proficient in that as well. And so we've been doing, I've been doing it for like eight years or so. And then she joined on um, last year with me. And so it's just been, it's been a cool journey, man. That's exciting. That's such a cool thing to be able to do. And I actually do know a lot of uh, businesses with, uh, with husband wife teams. And I think there's, there's definitely like rules. I'm sure that you have like established of like when you can talk business and, and when not, but um, I think it's so cool. Some of the things that, that you mentioned in talking about growing your body and your mind, you know, and how those things are so correlated. So, you know, yes, I'm sure we could get into the elements of like what exercises you could do and things of that. But I'm curious from your perspective in like, how important is the mind and like, how have you enhanced and grew your mind? Yeah. So you're so right. Like we could get into these movements and things, especially with the the internet. Now everybody can go get a free workout plan. Everybody can get the nutrition, right? Like that's out there and that's cool and all, but that's why I always say what we do is different because we really focus on the mindset because that's what I realized. I, in high school, I mean, here and now I'm on the podcast. I talk to people all over the country on a daily basis on Zooms, but in high school, I was literally no joke, the shyest kid in my high school by far, no, not even close. Right. And so then I grew into this person who now, you know, I have coaches and some of them are like, you know, pretty well famous people. And when I get on these calls with them, like my heart doesn't skip a beat anymore. It's like, I'm talking to my neighbor, you know, it's like, so I had to grow this mindset to get there. And I'm not saying I'm cool or anything. I'm just saying that I've came from being that shy kid to this, but a lot of that was, was the, the fitness part of it, the nutrition as well, but I'll touch on the fitness first. Right. So first, because when we go to failure, right, like everybody's like, we go to failure on a set. Right. And that means what we can't do another rep. But when we get to that hard point and our mind's telling us to quit, there's usually a couple reps left in us, right? And, the, and so our mind's saying, okay, we're at a good spot. Keep going, you know? I'm, I'm sure you might, you're familiar with David Goggins. Um, you know, he always said when, you, when you're at, your body's telling, your mind's telling you to quit at 40%, your body still has 60% left in it. And so I noticed that time and time again, doing a ton of challenging things. I like to, I get bored with things easy. So not only am I doing bodybuilding, I'm racing my bikes, I'll do Spartan races, I'll run, I'll do all these other things, hike. I love those challenging things because we push our mind. And then once we overcome it, yes, it physically hurts during that moment. Yes, our mind's telling us, hey, you should quit. But at that same time, we're just building those calluses up. So when things pop up in our regular life, maybe our business is struggling. Maybe we're not, we're struggling with our, our relationships or maybe there's a death in the family or whatever it is we're able to go, you know what, I've been to a hard place physically in those dark places when you're in a physically, you know, spot due to fitness or whatnot, they translate to that so much. And so I love that aspect of it, just strengthening me. And then on the nutrition side of things, right? So our gut microbiome is everything. And so a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize is our serotonin is actually created in our gut, then transferred to our brain. And so if we're not keeping our gut healthy, then we're not going to have that happy this going on in our pain and all that. And that transfer overs to so many different things as well. So why are we depressed all of a sudden out of nowhere? There's so much depression in, in the world today, so much anxiety, so much self-doubt, so much fear. Well, a lot of people just don't realize that. Look at the shelves. Everything's processed. Look at the fast food. You know, it's all cooked with veg vegetable oils, like all this stuff. Well, they don't realize they're just dumbing down their body and they, and they just think that's the new norm. And so nutrition in both of those for me, once I realized, okay, if I just eat a certain way, and not these things that are inflaming my body or causing my microbiome to be off, then that when these other things come in life, I'm more able to attack them just because I'm like living to my full self rather than just having the, the dumbed down version of myself. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And there's so many elements to what you just spoke about. You know, the, the first thing too is when you're, you know, having more reps, like I love that, like having more in the tank, like having, you know, David Goggins, I love his book, by the way. I think it's mm -hmm. like, I recommend it all the time. I've talked about it before. It can't <laughs> hurt me. It's phenomenal. Um, but like when there's so many correlations to fitness and life in that element of being able to do more than what you think, and you're building this mental discipline, like so much of physical fitness is actually mental toughness and fitness, because whether it be doing that extra rep, getting up in the morning and doing the workout, doing the workout consistently. And every time you show up, you're building that same muscle 
to continue to show up in whatever area your life. And so that discipline, you know, overlays in so many areas from the mindset aspect. And then I love how you touched on the actual consumption aspect in simply just eating better will dramatically change how you think and perform. Like to me, it's, it's so simple yet. So many people don't, don't do it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I was just thinking yesterday because, you know, obviously this is my space and social media is a huge part of my business. And that's how I generate a lot of leads and clients. And, and that's how they find out about me. They get used to my personality on there. But sometimes I can come across as alpha male-ish and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's because I absolutely, truly, truly care about people. I mean, that's it's the most rewarding thing. Yes, I make a living doing this and that's great. But I actually just love seeing people's lives change. But it's tough because I can, you know, being that this is my profession, I immediately can look at people, whether we're at a restaurant or walking on the street or whatever, and I could easily pick point their life, point their all their flaws in their life out and how they can improve them. And I just know it works. And like you're saying, a lot of times it's just simple stuff, right? But they don't see it. And so I'm trying to tell them that, but then they oftentimes think, you know, oh, I'm being judged, judgy or not. No, it's like, no, I just want you to live your purpose-driven life, like your best self. And I was on a, a walk. I have this amazing hike right behind my house. And I was on it yesterday. The sun's beating. It's, you know, 90 degrees and I'm just feeling like a million bucks. And I was just thinking, man, I'm watching a lot of people's houses burning down right now. And I can come in and help put out the fire, hold their hand, help put out their fire and do that thing and help save them. But most, a lot of times people are like, I think I'm good, you know? And then I just watch the roof cave in on them and the walls cave in on them and then the smoke inhalation and all this stuff, but they don't, but they just still don't take that action, even though they're on literally on fire and, and just heading down the wrong way. So it's, for me, it's just a passion to, to help other people. So sometimes if I come around, come across wrong, it's worth it to me to actually reach people and the ones that actually do reach out and then I can change their lives. Yeah. Wow. What a powerful analogy when you think about it from that standpoint. And, you know, for me, it, I can't help but touch on one of the things you said, like looking because it just resonated with me often when I look around and I see people that aren't, you know, physically fit and Hey, you don't have to have a six pack, but like uh -huh. you see people who are overly, you know, large obese. And like, my thought is not, Hey, like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with this person? It's like, oh my gosh, like this is going to cause more issues for you later down the line. It's going to cause more health problems. It's going to make you not feel as good as you could, you know? And, and like, these are essential things that everyone, everyone wants to live longer, right? Everyone wants to be happier. Everyone wants to not feel like their body is falling apart yet we live in this world of short term. And so, you know, people are like, oh, well, that cheeseburger is going to taste really good versus thinking, well, 10 years ago, 10 years from now, yeah, cheeseburger is going to kill you, you know? And it, and it sounds, you know, I'm, I'm kind of playing off, but you kind of see the analogy in the perspective when we see somebody, you know, and I say this from you and I, in that like, we want better for them because we, mm -hmm. we know what it feels like to be, in good shape and feel good and, and what it can do for your entire mental, physical headspace that goes into that. Because if you're waking up and you're looking in the mirror and you're feeling good about yourself, I mean, it changes how you show up with your friends, with your family, with your business and all of these things just correlate so much together. And I just think the more that we can, you know, again, help those people, I think that's so awesome. Yeah, 100%, man. Well said. You know, so what's crazy is me and my wife, you know, being this what we do, we've had our, our DNA analyzed. And by um, one of the prof leading professionals, professionals in the field of DNA analysis, and he goes through and he looks at all your DNA and tells you different things that may be beneficial for certain people and what may not be for you. But me and my wife, we both have the obesity gene. But you would look at us and you would think, oh, he just has it easy. You know, he works out a little bit, watches what he eats, and he just stays trim. But see, I'm obese because I, I it's in my genetics. Well, yeah, it's in your genetics, but guess what? It's in mine too, and it's in my wife. And neither of us are obese uh, by any means because we work super hard for that. You know, so yesterday we were walking around Costco and the food court there. I mean, I'm not sure if they got Costco's on these because or whatnot, but, <laughs> but anyways, you know, the food court there doesn't have anything healthy for you by any means. And, and, and same thing, like, I mean this with a 100% love. There's 
no like judging or like, oh, this person's a loser, nothing like that. There was a woman there and she was very obese, you know, pushing 400. And her son was probably 12 or 13 and he had to be 250 plus. And he's 12 or 13 years old. And I, my heart just hit the floor. Like, you know, this kid's not going to school feeling like a million bucks, have, loving his friends and all this because you know he's so self-confident. His solo, his face was so bloated and swollen, you know? And, 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 it, and I just know that that's not gonna lead to a healthy life. That's not gonna set him up for success in so many other areas. And so me and my wife put out a post in our story saying, you know, it starts with the parents, you know, make a better choice for these people, set your kids up for success. We, I have a 13 year old and a 10 year old. And we just, I know how it is as parents. You just want your kids to be happy. My kids aren't into weightlifting or sports or a lot of things that I'm into. And that's 100% fine. Just as long as they're going to be setting themselves up for success and I'm guiding that way. And that's all I want for um, those people. But anyways, we got, of course, there's people coming out and they'll, they'll DM us and say, oh, you're judging this person. You don't know what they're going through or their parents, you know, their genetics and their parents never taught them anything. And then my wife, she's, I'm more the alpha one. She's more the laid back, but she came back with this amazing response and was like, I think now you're judging me thinking that I grew up in a, in a household that only ate vegetables and portioned out my meat. And I just had this amazing genetics. And she was like, my dad's a full-blown alcoholic chain smoker. We never ate healthy. My mom ran a, a hot dog cart for a living. So oftentimes that's what was our food or made out of meals, made out of hot dog buns or the leftover hot dogs. And she's like, I was not taught, taught how to eat by any means. And she's like, there's so much information out there. Like we all know if we smoke a cigarette, it's not good for us. We all know being obese isn't good for us. That person's not walking around thinking to themselves, hey, I think this is probably acceptable. They know. So, so to tell us we're judging them, it's like, no, they're being, they're letting themselves down. But at the end of the day, I just know with some consistent work, and that's all it is, it's consistent steps day in and day out that their life will change and they will be breaking down in tears going, oh my God, I never knew this life could be this amazing. And so that's my heart with it. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. You can hear the passion in your voice. It's amazing. That just like gave me chills even. Um, it's a, it's an awesome thing to be able to help someone with that transformation. And it goes to show how much of it is done through the mental space of the identity because the person that's responding to this, they have their own identities around this, like talking about, you know, judging them. And, it, and it's like, no, I, th I think that the philosophy is that no matter your situation, no matter what you're going through, you can make a change, like no matter what, no matter the circumstance. So it's not a, it's not a matter of judgment. It just may be more difficult for somebody that has certain conditions or certain, you know, health conditions. But, you know, and you, you mentioned, I think the big thing is with the parents, being such a big part, you know, it's the, the nature versus nurture kind of like, is it genetics or is it, but, you know, I've always come from the standpoint of that. And this goes with all parenting and I'm, I'm not a parent. I don't have any kids, but the, the idea that they will do what they see, you know? And mm -hmm. so more often when you're seeing parents that are obese and then you see the kids because I have that same thought too so it's so interesting hearing you you know share this because you're like oh man this like you see that and it is it's sad when you see you know these issues that are being passed on and you know I think that this goes to show as a parent if you're a parent and you're you know obese and you're seeing your kids go down that same path, you making a change can make the change for them just by watching you. And a lot of times we need that deeper why, you know, to, to make those choices, to make those changes so that you can see because kids do what they see. If you tell your kid to read more books, but all you're doing is sitting and watching TV, mm -hmm. they're not gonna, you know, read. I, I remember there's always like a quote where some guy comes up to a woman on a bus and she, the kid's reading. She's he's like, oh, how do you how do you get your kid to read? And you're like, well, um, you know, he doesn't do what I tell him. He does what I do. You know, and again, it's that same that same aspect of understanding that we what we're doing is so much more impactful than what we're saying. And you know, for me, is my parents they struggled with their weight, but they always worked on it. You know, they were always trying different things. I mean, oh my gosh, the amount of infomercials stuff that mm -hmm. my parents bought, which you got to respect. You got to love yeah. that aspect of, you know, my mom, 
like even joke, you know, Mother Day, Mother's Day is coming up home when we're recording this. She's on another diet. But again, that's like the mentality. She's trying different things. You kind of got to figure out, you know, what works for you. And I'm kind of going on a little tangent here, but set yourself up for success. I love that. Setting your kids up for success is so powerful. Now, do you work with like kids and adults or how does that, I'm just curious, it's kind of a random question. I don't work with kids. I, you know, I used to, when I first started down this field, because like I said, I, I race BMX bicycles. So there's a lot of kids in that thing, that field. Um, and so I would work with them at that time. It's just, I don't mind helping them or giving them advice. I, I love it. But at the same time, they've got to want it for themselves. And oftentimes it's the parents wanting it for them. Mm. And so then their why's not there. The pain points aren't there. They're like, well, my parents are telling me to, uh, you know, work out and things like that. Their heart's not into it. And so that's for me, it's just not going to work because I want somebody who actually wants it. You know, the reason why somebody needs help is so huge. And that's why when I always get on a consultation or I start working with people, I find out there are three main goals they have, but then also the reason why maybe they are obese or the reason why they want to get help. And a lot of times that is, is like, Hey, I've got kids. I've got to lead by example. And so I'll always remind them of of that why so when they're struggling it's like hey here's your why you know and then I'll, I'll put give that to them and then it's awesome to see that like your parents right like they maybe didn't have the full-blown success but they're trying and that's the number one key that you just want to teach anybody in life whether that's our kids our friends anything just keep trying and eventually something will work or at least it's not going to get bad because you're at least kind of keeping it the, the governor on it a little bit you know so many people have excuses these days and you said it best no matter how bad things get there's always room for change you know i had somebody hit me up two weeks ago literally broke his leg the day before and was like hey man i need help and i was like and he's like i just broke my leg yesterday they're letting you know but he still wanted help right like that's awesome and then last year um I broke five ribs, collapsed my lungs, separated my shoulder and was in the ICU. Um, ironically enough, down here in Vegas, and we weren't living here at the time and had no idea we were going to be living here at the time, but was in the ICU. I literally thought I was dying in on the ambulance ride there because I couldn't breathe. Oh, I was like, okay, this is it, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and it didn't matter. So literally I got out of there. I survived and I had a tube in my lungs, you know, all this stuff, but 10 days later, literally, I went from, you know, this is what I do for a living, beasting in the gym to just grabbing the 10-pound dumbbells, having my wife lower me to the floor because I couldn't get off the floor. She'd have to help me up. And I would just do some light reps just to make, A, my mental thing saying, hey, dude, you're doing something. May not be a lot of gains, but you're you're working towards a goal. And you're not using this as an excuse of like, oh, whoa, me. I'm going to sit here because the doctor told me when I asked him, that was the first thing I asked him when I was in, in the ICU was like, how long until I can get back to working out? He said three months at, you know, at minimum, you know, and I was like, okay, 10 days later, I was a few days later, I was back in, in the gym, just light reps on like, like the lat pull down, still squatting, but just with the bar, you know, and still just making those things. And so it's like, what's our excuse? Like if I, I can do that, like after being broke, literally almost dead 10 days before that, me to get back out there could do it. Somebody has a broken leg, they'd come do it. You know, that was amidst 20, then I had that, then COVID starts up, right? So now life's throwing me all these curveballs, and I could just say, all right, you know, this is too much. Like, I'm just going to take this year off. But 2020 was the best year of my life by far. And now 2021 is even better year so far, but just because I, I looked at those challenges and said, yo, I'm not letting this beat me down. I'm going to do whatever I can do. Now, my heart does go out to the people who are affected by COVID. I'm not saying that by any means. I'm saying even in these dark times, like, let's get after it. Let's take action. Let's lock arms with people. And let's, let's make this life the best it can be. Love it. Yes. So powerful. It is. And, and we have that choice to either you know, look at excuses or look at reasons. And, you know, again, to go back to that, like Instagram comment is like that person that made that comment is looking for an excuse for that other person already. They're, they're, they're setting they're they're trying to give them a reason to like making that. Okay. And again, I'm not saying that like, Hey, yeah, there are, there are certain conditions and things that people have and struggles and that makes it more difficult but some of it can just be the smallest things that can make a huge difference. You know, like what you talked about with your, your injury and coming back, it's no different than starting from scratch. If you've never worked out before, it can start with, Hey, just like go on a walk every day, mm -hmm. you know, pick up some 10 pound dumbbells. And I think to me, and from my experience, that's what really uh, helps people in that 
look, if you're going from never working out and then you think you're going to jump into working six days a week, an hour at the gym, like you're just nuts. That's just not realistic. That's not how habits work. But like, if you just start with small things, Hey, go for a walk for 10 minutes and these things start to compound. Hey, you go for a walk. Now you feel better about yourself. You're feeling good. You're like, well, all right, I feel good. I'm going to make a better choice now when I go to open the fridge. And so like all of these different things correlate and compound into just starting small. Now, one thing I wanted to talk about, cause you did, you mentioned this earlier, so like setting your kids up for success. What do you believe is like some of the essential pieces or the most essential thing to really setting yourself up for success to succeed in, you know, uh, your mental and physical fitness. Everyday consistency, right? Like make and making your goals non-negotiable. I know my clients get tired of hearing me say that I say it's non-negotiable, make your goals non-negotiable because as soon as we have something like whether it's something as simple as going for a walk, getting X amount of steps in, you know, getting a certain amount of water in every day. If we just, if we, as soon as we tell each other ourselves, like, so one of my things is reading, right? Like I have to read a certain amount every single day and it's only like 10 minutes, right? So it's not very much, but there's a lot of times where it's, I save it for the end of the night where it's like 1230 at night, which is way past my bedtime. And I'll be like, it's non-negotiable. I'll get it in. But as soon as we start telling ourselves, "Ah, it's late, I'm not going to do that. You know, tomorrow I'll get after it. Well, now we just open the door. We cracked it open and we let the floodgate come through because now the next time we get tired, the next time we're unmotivated, we'll say, "Ah, I'm just unmotivated. And now we're just, those excuses are just going to start compounding. So when we just set that mindset of like, nope, no matter what, I'm getting these things in. And then they're consistent, right? Like it's not rocket science how to lose weight. Yes, there's a lot of intricacies to it, but at the same time, how to lose weight, how to build the mindset, how to get fitter, like it's small little steps. And so one of the things that we do with our clients is we recommend, we always say um, we, we have our programs three months. We don't let anybody, rarely let anybody sign up for less because we know it's about building a lifestyle, right? So you don't think twice about brushing your teeth. You don't think twice about taking a shower. You just do it because it's part of your lifestyle, right? Like, so that's what we try to do for these people or do do for these people is that okay, over the course of three months, we're going to start small and we're going to add one thing in each week. So slowly you're building. So like you're saying, we can't just say, hey, week one, you're going to the gym six days a week. You're eating just this. And then you're reading an hour of a book and you're doing all this. Like it's going to be way too much. They're going to burn out after three days and just be done. You know, so by adding those small, simple things in, A, just being consistent with them, B, making them non-negotiable so they get done. So your mind's not playing games with you. And when you just do those little things, the compound interest at the end of that month is so huge at the end of the two, the three months, right? You can have a glass of water that's just dripping a drip into it and it's empty. You're going to look at it and go, oh my God, that's going to take forever. But eventually the consistency will fill that up, right? And that's the same thing with anything in life. And so that's the number one thing. Just don't get frustrated because your results, you didn't go from being 250 to 200 in two weeks, you know, like that's what people want these days. They want to go from that to Instagram model in two to three weeks. And if they don't, and if they plateau for a day or two, then they're frustrated and they throw in the towel, but it's just, nope, stay course. You'll get there. Yes. I love that. Super powerful. And I, and I think it's so funny that you mentioned the reading example, because, um, those that are listeners know that I've talked about this before. Um, I have a non-negotiable that I read every single day so much that, so my routine is reading in the morning, but from sometimes like on a Saturday night, let's say I didn't read that morning, I'll be laying in bed, getting ready to go. And I didn't read today. And I'll get up out of my bed, go to my book, open it up, like really read a page or two and close it and then go back to bed. Because again, it's that there's no excuse. It's a non-negotiable. Like I didn't set it as, Hey, it needs to be 10 minutes a day, which usually I'm reading for minimum 10 You Sometimes it's 20, 30 minutes. But again, those rare occasions on those weekends that I kind of, you know, didn't do it in the morning, I make sure this is a non-negotiable. And I think when it comes to non-negotiable, I'd love to hear your feedback in this regard is from my experience is setting non-negotiables that are, that are light and easy, you know, like having a non-negotiable that's like, do not cheat for three months and work out every single day is not a good non-negotiable. So how do you help your clients with like really determining what are the non-negotiables? Exactly like what you're saying, make things that are, you know, going to be beneficial, 
that are going to require a little bit of work, but nothing that's crazy, right? Because a lot of people that we work with are um, high achieving businessmen and women. And so they've already got a busy schedule, right? So like if I'm adding these crazy things in for them, they're just not going to have the time for it. They're not going to want to do it. But a lot of times these habits, like 10 minutes a day, even just a little bit, it, it adds up too, right? So that reading is, so I don't put anything in there that's, that's crazy for um, anybody by any means, just because I, you don't want to extra cortisol and extra stress and do these things outside that aren't going to, that are going to make you feel, you know, they're going to burn you out for one, but then also make you, I don't want to say feel like a loser if you don't do it, but kind of right. So like when you got that reading in that night and you chose to do it at night, A, you went to bed feeling successful and then you woke up in the morning feeling even more successful. Like, dude, I got that in last night. But had you skipped it, even though it was momentary pleasure, so you could get an extra five minutes of sleep at the end of the day, what's that? Um, you would have woke up and been a little bit depressed. And then it would have carried through your day a little bit. And then maybe it starts your week off a little bit down. But because you got it in, now your vibration's higher. And then you probably had an amazing Sunday. And then that carries over into Monday, right? And it just keeps going. So having little tiny steps on each of those that are doable in a, in a short amount of time, then it keeps it going. So one of the cool things, um, we, we have our own personal app. And one of the cool things that I love, that's my favorite part, is the checklist um, in there. And so I, like I said, I kind of add one thing extra a week. And sometimes they're nutrition-based or fitness-based, and sometimes they're the personal development-based. But when you click that you did it for that day, whether that's the reading or the water or something like that, it obviously tells you congratulations. So we get a, a dopamine hit. And then B it tells you how many days in a row you've completed that. So you might be on day 18, 43, 112, right? Now you're on a streak and that streak's holding you accountable because it's gonna be at day 112 and you're like, I'm not breaking the streak. I know how many nights I had to do the reading in the dark or whatever it was that you're doing. And you did it and you're like, I'm, it's the same, same thing as people who are sober, right? Or addicts. That's one of the things that holds them accountable when they're like, I've been sober for four and a half years. If they break that and they're back at day one, they're just going to continue using for a while until they hit an even darker place because they know what they did and to get back to that four years is so long. So the cool thing about that checklist, it's telling you, you know, you're on this long of a streak, don't break it. And when they click it, I get a notification saying that they did it so I can congratulate them personally myself, which is always feels good when your coach reaches out to you or, or B, if I don't see it done, I can get on them and be like, dude, you were crushing it. What happened? And then they try to give you the excuse and they'd be like, don't give me none of that. Get back to it. These are the results we saw because you were doing it and whatnot. So that's kind of how we do it. Yeah, that's so awesome. And and habit tracking is so important. I love the, you know, don't break the chain. I know, uh, I think that's in Atomic Habits uh, that talks about that. And the example is like Jerry Seinfeld, you know, he writes a joke every single day, you know, don't break the chain. And if you do break the chain, making sure that you don't do it more than two days. So it's like, all right, you let this one day go, you're back on it next day. Like you can't, you know, the consistency and, you know, it does, it builds that, that mental endurance and to be able to just consistently show up and show up and show up. And it feels good. Like that to me is the biggest thing. And I, and I'm cur I'm curious from your standpoint, cause it's almost like I have these own uh, beliefs about fitness and I'm curious to hear yours. So from my, my experience and like people set these, you know, goals, oh, I want to lose this amount of weight, you know, by this amount of time. And I think that's just so difficult versus like the activities that are going to get you the results that you want. So it's the wins. And you kind of talked about already is like a check mark. Do you work out today? Check mark, you know, versus like, did you lose five pounds today? Like, that's not really fair, you know, to mm -hmm. focus on those types of numbers. So from your experience, like, do you focus primarily on like activities, water drinking, exercising daily, or there, are there like certain numbers that you look at? I do. I like to do, you know, we have the certain things like the water, the exercises daily, you know, that breaks it down um, per the person's goals, what they have, you know, whether that's home or gym for their exercise and their schedule, you know, that really depends on it and their experience as well. But I don't like to look, I mean, I do do numbers. We do weigh in, we like our clients to weigh in once a week and then take um, body measurements um, every two weeks because oftentimes the scale won't move. And in their head, they're thinking, I didn't lose any weight. Well, little did they know they're newer to the game. So they're putting on some lean muscle mass, which weighs more than fat. But then they can do the measurement and be like, oh, whoa, I've lost three inches, even though I've only lost one pound, even though it was way more fat that they lost, you know, so really then they can do that. But at the end of the day, it is those consistent habits that I really care about more than just the weight. Because sometimes people get on a call with us and they're like, 
tell me how much weight I'm going to lose. I'm like, I can't guarantee you anything, anything. Even if you hit your goals every single day and did exactly what I said, your body's different than Steve's body or Randy's or whoever, you know, is everybody's different. And so I don't like to give somebody a number like that because it is the, the journey in the process. It never ends. Right. Or you might get to your goal. Um, we have a girl, she was 265 pounds and she just got down to 200, but the journey there over the past few months, was crazy what she overcame, alcoholism, a bad divorce. And now she's like, oh my God, I wanna do what you guys do for a living. But before she was so broken that the journey there was far more. And so yes, she might've hit one milestone on the way there. She was wanting to get down to 200 by her uh, 40th birthday. And so she hit that milestone, but then that like just moved the marker forward. Okay, now I wanna grow a business. Now I wanna do this. But those same systems and processes are going to get her there considering on with the diet and the fitness and the nutrition but now adding adding in other things on the checklist or our daily routines that are going to grow her business so for me it's all about the journey that gets people there yes it's you're going to lose weight yes you're going to feel better we have somebody else who is on antidepressants and she's been able to drastically lower those down she's been able to do so many different things just because of that and has she had the giant amount of weight loss not as much as she as she would launch. She's probably lost 10 or 15 pounds in a couple of months, but which is still not bad. You know, most people say, you know, two pounds a week to 1.5 is ideal. So it's not bad. In her mind, she wanted to lose more weight, but she still tells us, oh my God, you guys have been this huge catalyst to get me over all these hurdles. And so that's more important because if she just continues on that journey, that weight's going to keep coming off. You know, anybody who gets down to whatever weight, that isn't necessarily it's going to equal happiness if that process wasn't done in a healthy way and got them there to the thing so anybody you know especially in social media there's all those things with coming across oh diet pills or these body wraps and all that stuff or drink the shake and it's going to make you lose weight well it may will they mm, maybe possibly but at the same time is that the healthiest way there did you skip the journey that was going to make you successful for life and make this sustainable because that's america's problem right we have a it's a yo-yo diet problem like it's a weight regain so people will crash diet or take these pills and do all this thing and they'll lose a bunch of weight but then they'll gain it back or they'll get the weight loss surgery right they'll lose a bunch of weight right away but then they didn't fix any of those habits that got them to there or fix the traumas or whatever it was. And now their body's not soaking in nutrients because their stomach's so small that now they'll put the weight back on again of time because they didn't fix the leak under the sink to get them there. Yeah. It, it's just the classic, you know, instant gratification that so many of us want and they're missing the part that makes it so rewarding when you can look back on six months, a year and be like, wow, look at this process. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for, for most people, and the one thing I want to reflect on that you mentioned one, like the, the number on the scale is a terrible number to go off of. I'm glad that you confirmed that I was pretty sure, but you just confirmed it again. Like, especially even if you're just getting started, if you're exercising and you know, the muscle aspect and you know, the fact that you can just check your inches, you know, I, I didn't even, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't even know that, that that's like a great way of, actually checking to see, you know, the progress that, that you've made. Um, but really just understanding that that journey, this, the step-by-step, it becomes so much more rewarding when you know that you put in the work, you change the, the lifestyle. And so much of it is wrapped up in the identity that we have, um, of like, Hey, I'm a healthy person. So I make healthy choices and being able to shift that verse, just being like, I'm going to do this diet real quick. And then I'm going to go back to eating cheeseburgers. Like, mm -hmm. no, that's not, it's <laughs> not gonna work. The goal is to get to a point where you love fitness and you like to exercise and you want to keep seeing those results. And I think it's just, it's so powerful. Yeah, it really is because you know, oh, man, like that's the thing I hear about anybody who's like really into fitness and obviously I am and you are, but it's like a, almost like an antidepressant. It's a stress relief. We go there. Me personally, I don't like working out with other people. I put my headphones on and whatever mood I'm in that day, I play that type of music. I'm zoned out. The endorphins are going, I'm getting such adrenaline rush. My heart rate's up. I'm feeling good. And then when I leave there, I feel like a million bucks, right? Like I not only just accomplished something working towards my goals, but I literally feel so good for the rest of the day. That's why I like to work out in the first half of the day. So it carries over for, for the rest of the day. And it's, but a lot of people don't look at that or when they first start, right? It's tough. You're not enjoying it because it's hard your body hurts. It's sore. You got the doms, all this other stuff. 
but once you get past that plateau, right, right now you're doing it, right? Like when we're learning to walk, we had to fall a bunch of times and it doesn't probably didn't feel good. Not that we remember being that young, but you know, we maybe bonked our head and things like that, but then as you were able to walk. So same thing, if we can get past those first few weeks to a month, then it's like, oh, people fall in love with fitness. You know, my wife was, like I said, she was mainly the nutrition person and she was working her other job and she was working out here and there. But when she came on this full time, it took her a little bit to get in the routine. She would go every day, but I didn't know if she was loving it. But now she walks in that gym like a boss, owns it, crushes it, like, you know, so confident and just loves it. And you can tell how much she loves it. But she never knew that. She's 39 years old. It took her, uh, you know, a good, you know, for majority of her life to figure out, hey, I love working out, but she wouldn't have ever known that hadn't she started just consistently doing that. And most people aren't willing to to go and do that because they just look at it as, oh, that's going to, only thing that's going to do is, uh, you know, make me maybe lose some weight possibly, or it's just a lot of hard work. I don't want to do that hard work, not realizing that it just makes you feel good as well. Yeah. What a, what a beautiful thing. And I think that's where the couple months really makes the impact is that you start to see what happens when you show up consistently versus like, I mean, yes, if you start working out, you're going to start feeling pretty good, like pretty quickly, you know, like even after one exercise, you're like, wow, I feel better already. But when it starts to compound and snowball and you start to feel like after a couple months and you start to look and you look at yourself and, and even it's not always about the looks too, but just how you're feeling. And like, that's the feeling that I love about physical fitness in that, it will make you feel amazing when you are doing this consistently, regardless of what your situation is. You know, you could be 150 pounds overweight. If you go from 150 pounds overweight to 140 pounds, you're going to feel amazing. You know, even just that first 10 pounds, and then you're just progressively, you know, getting better, feeling better from that, that consistent results that you achieve. And I think it's so amazing. And I want to shift gears a little bit here in that you started talking a little bit about your routine. And I'm curious about how you kind of structure your day, specifically in the morning to really set yourself up for success. So my morning routine isn't as impressive as, as most people's. I save majority of my my work for the evening, the, like the personal development stuff. Um, usually that's because like, I'm, I need my caffeine. And so like, I'll, you know, I don't get up early, you know, see the people getting up at four in the morning. I 100% believe, well, no, for a fact that seven to eight hours of sleep is one ideal for people, right? So I go to bed about 1130 and then I get up, you know, 730 or eight. And so then I start my day, I pretty much just get up, I go have my breakfast and then I just start doing work and then we go to the gym and then I work for the afternoon. And then the evening is when I do like more of my personal development stuff, you know, my reading, um, one of the things I do. So we have a, a private Facebook group for all of our clients. And what we do in there is I like to lead by example. And so, you know, cause I have these things for them to do on their checklist for their personal development. I don't want them to think that like, Hey, I'm not doing it, even though I'm telling them doing it. So I post in there, everything I'm doing, I post my, my food logs. I post if, if I'm in, you know, a cut phase and getting X amount of steps per day. I'll post my steps. I'll post my, what I'm reading. Um, and then, so one of the things that I love, absolutely love that just, it's crazy, especially in this day and age where there's, like you're saying, instant gratification or whatever's going on COVID or whatever may be going on, the tensions in the world. One thing I have everybody do, and I love doing myself because it just reminds us how blessed we are is I have everybody write down something they're grateful for, something they're excited about, um, something they love, and something they're proud of. So four things that kind of touch on those things. I try to do something different every single day. And I recommend other people do something different every day because we could always just say the same four things, right? Like those are pretty easy to come up. And then our brain's going to recognize those same four things. But there's times where I got, okay, what am I saying today? Like for example, I'm like, I'm excited about going on a podcast tomorrow was one for yesterday, you know, like, and it's something new that I'm proud, you know, like when I said my wife responded back to that person yesterday, it was like, I'm proud of my wife for standing up for what she believes in and, and, and you know, whatnot. So it's things like that. And it's like, you kind of start, you know, it, your brain is such a weird thing, but it, it, the more you're telling it these positive things, the more, I don't want to say it believes it because it doesn't know between what's real and what's fake. So if we're always hearing negative things, that's why I don't hang out with negative people, but you know, then we're going to shift our mindset to theirs. So for me, my routines in the evening, so I'll go through and I'll put all my things, I'll get all my, my reading in my, my, my gratitude list and my affirmations, um, all those different types of things. I'll get those in, in the evening, um, is when I do, I know a lot of people love doing them in the morning, but then mine, you know, it still carries over to the next day. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's an important point of just like, hey, everyone's different um, in when they're doing these activities. But um, I had this big smile on my face. Maybe you could see it. If you guys are watching the video, you could see it. But it's just because I hear it and it's stuff that I do and I love and it's stuff that's been like my favorite thing about this show is that I bring on really awesome people and so many of them share similar things. And to me, that's the beauty of this because how many times do you guys need to hear it to start doing it? You know, cause to me it's like, Oh my gosh, here we are like affirmations, gratitude. And, and you're so right because you're reprogramming your brain when you start to reflect on these things that were positive, these things that were great things that you're proud of. But if you end your day every day and you're like, man, today was terrible you know, this happened and this happened. It's like, how is that helping you in any capacity? Like, yes, it's important sometimes to reflect, but this environment of being able to reflect on what's great about the day, what are some amazing things is going to shift everything, you know, for you. And I love that you said like surrounding yourself with positive people. Um, you know, I'm a big, big believer in that as well. And I think that's, it's so cool to see, you know, cause again, having, doing it at night, I think is a cool, uh, differentiation. A lot of times, you know, people are talking about doing it in the morning. Um, I know I do it in the morning. So I think it's really awesome too, to see that there are other options for you to incorporate these important things into your day that are going to have amazing, you know, effects and, and results. Yeah, no, well said. I mean, everybody is different, you know, and that's, and I totally understand that, that, yeah, some people want to do it in the morning. Some people can't do it in the morning. Some people can't, you know, and just when we get them in, and that kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, when we're building these habits, they don't need to be long. It doesn't take that long to come up with four, those four things I mentioned, right? Like how long does that really take? Sometimes it maybe takes me two to three minutes, but at the most, some day and times they're just right there. Or I'll remember them throughout the day too. Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to use that for tonight. You know, when I write down my stuff and that's cool to remind ourselves of these beautiful things that are really going on around us and how blessed we are rather than spinning it the other way because that's just mindset you know right there no matter what's going on in life we get there's always a flip side to that like you know they always say is the glass half, half empty or half full and there's always a blessing in, in disguise somewhere you know especially in my life i've been through a lot of hard dark times but they were all i still to this day on social media i'm super you know people follow me on social media you're going to see a lot of i share all my past stories and that's not to like put myself down or brag or anything like that. It says, they all got me to where I'm at now, man. And I mean, I'm sure you can see the smile on my face. I'm like happy, I love life, right? But I had to go through that stuff to get where I'm at now. And so if anybody's struggling, just realize, you know, there's do some habits like this, change it up, lock arms with somebody and help have them help guide you. But no matter where you're at in life, there's always room for improvement and you can get there at any point in time. So no matter what's going on, we can always flip the script on it. Amazing. Yes. What, what an awesome, that's a great note to just realizing that again, you always have that point to, to flip the script. I love it. Um, take that change, make those habit changes and start small. It's just, I mean, today has been awesome. I mean, we talked about, you know, how fitness and life and these things, you know, correlate and how much is connected to your mind and your body and the benefits of physical fitness to correlating into your minds and being able to push to that, you know, that next rep doing that, that more reps. Oh, I can do one more. You know, you mentioned the quote from, from David Goggins. Like if your mind's telling you that you're done, you know, you're at 40%, you know, you can do more. And I think, you know, with everything that we do, not just in fitness, you know, it's so powerful to be able to, to do that. You know, you talked about, um, being shy in high school and like making that transition. I think it's so funny when I hear stories about people in their high school, cause I'm a different person from when I was in high school. I was super shy too. And physical fitness helped me to become more confident, to be able to show up, to be able to do these things. And, you know, it just shows what can be done in whoever you were in the past does not reflect who you are going to become. And even if you're 40 or 50 now, that doesn't mean that that's going to determine who you're going to be when you're 60 and 70. You can always make those changes, make those, you know, uh, switches, you know, um, you mentioned the example of the house burning down and like seeing 
people that are struggling and being able to, to go in and help people. I mean, the way that you spoke, the way, the passion that you do share is just so powerful and the ability to, to help people and share these gifts because it really can make an, an, an total lifestyle change in that simply making your fitness a priority can make you happier, you know, and it all, it starts with, you know, here are the two things, consistency and make your goals non-negotiable. I mean, so powerful. I think the reflection on really those two things alone, like if you're going to take anything from today's episode, use that consistency and making your goals non-negotiable. And that's how you're going to be able to get thinking about the long-term games, thinking not how you're going to feel tomorrow, what this is going to do for your future, what this is going to do for your, the, your family's future, these lifestyle changes that you're able to create in just starting small, making these changes can be so powerful. So thank you so much for, for sharing today. It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, man, for having me on on this platform. I, I I felt like we were in that flow state right there, just getting after it, both of us providing a lot of good value and just vibing, you know, because I do, like I said, I just so passionate about helping other people, but it's not only the people that are struggling. A lot of times there's a lot of people who, are, who just feel like they're doing good, right? But a lot of times two people are too good to be great, right? And so that's why maybe somebody's not obese. Maybe they're just, they're doing good in their business. They're doing good in this. They're doing good in that. But there's always levels to the game, right? Like Tom Brady, seven Super Bowls, right? He still has coaches and he's still trying to get better. Tony Robbins, biggest speaker in the world, right? He still has coaches, you know? I personally have multiple coaches that work with me um, weekly, you know, some big people who just changed my life. I'm always trying to be better. And you just, like you said just a second ago, you just never know where this is gonna lead you. Like, this is what I'm doing now, but there's always new wrinkles coming into my life. And I'm same, sure same thing with new, new opportunities that come into our life because we're being open and because we're trying to be the best version of ourselves. So if anybody is struggling out there, become the best version. And if you think you're doing great right now, there's always another level to greatness. Amazing. So awesome. What's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you, get a hold of you, follow you? So primarily it's just, uh, I, I love doing, I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, and then Facebook, but my Facebook is just my personal one. It's under Tommy McAllister. I imagine there's a couple other Tommy McAllisters out there, but on, um, on Instagram, it's real presence fit at real presence fit. And then on LinkedIn is Tommy McAllister, but I, I, I feel like it's the best is just through, um, is through Instagram. We are going to eventually um, launch a website, but there was a reason why we didn't is because I like to have connection with people eye to eye and face to face through Zooms and things that they can see my passion rather than just going to a website and saying, yeah, it looks like he provides the same service as somebody else, which is far from the truth because they're getting me and I know nobody else is going to outmatch me on passion. They might be able to meet me there, but they're not going to outmatch me on it. Love it. Awesome. Tommy, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This was so awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nick. I really appreciate it, bud. Absolutely. And thank you listeners. I know that you got a ton of value. Go check Tommy out on Instagram and remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.